Thanks for listening. This is Brian Hurley from Business Performance Improvement. The podcast, Lean Six Sigma Bursts, are short lessons, comments, Q&A, and insights. If you have a question, send your question through the Anchor app, and we might feature you on a future episode. Or contact me at biz-pi.com. It's been a while since I did a podcast. I apologize. I'm just trying to get back in the flow of things. Today I wanted to talk about a different type of waste that happens in our processes. This is the waste of the things that we're not doing that we should be doing. We just don't have time to. Maybe our other inefficiencies and wastes are preventing us from doing these activities, but I also want to start getting people to think about this type of opportunity too that says, what are the things that I should be doing that I don't have time to today? A lot of this is proactive work things that we know we should be doing, would like to be doing, and for whatever reason, it falls to the bottom of our list of priorities. You would look at this as the important but not urgent type of things. But these are also the things that we should be doing to prevent future problems from happening and avoid us from getting into the situation where we have to deal with the rework and the loss and the failures and all those other things. Some of those tasks may include monitoring data looking at data proactively, running reports, studying the patterns of the data, performing change management, or getting people ready for new changes coming down the line, or getting them involved in potential changes coming through. Maybe just building trust with a team, checking in with them, seeing how they're doing, answering questions, answering concerns they have. A lot of times it just doesn't seem like there's time to do all that work, but most people realize and know that they should be doing that. And doing risk assessments, things like FMEA, failure modes and effects analysis, or other types of risk assessment tools to take a step back and look at what potential issues are we going to have, where, how do we prioritize those in some way, and start to chip away at some of those issues so they don't turn into real issues down the line. And I find that trying to encourage teams to do that, that we run into this dilemma of not having the right time or availability to work on it. But if those things do happen, suddenly we have all kinds of time to do that. And it's too late then. So I just really wanted to talk about this idea that what does a good day look like? And look at the things that you should be doing from a proactive standpoint and some reactive. There's always going to be some reaction to what's happening. But what are the things I need to do to get ahead of this so that my long-term results are good and my short-term days are not chaotic and stressful? And if we start to identify the things that are being left out of those activities, maybe we could start to find time and carve out time to make room for those. And that could be a way that we could take some of our current waste and start to move that into more proactive work. As we resolve those issues, we now, instead of just having that free time available to fill in with more reactive work, let's try to make sure that that is being more proactive. Oftentimes when we do make improvements, we realize that the problems came up because there's a lack of these proactive things happening up front. Whether it's the way we qualify our suppliers and vendors and service providers, the time we take to vet and assess employees that come in to see if they're a good fit for the role and the position and the job, the time it takes to get a large group of people, cross-functional departments together to work through a plan, difficulties that might come up, to get to know our people, find out what's going on in their personal lives, 
to figure out which roles that they'd like to move into or what types of jobs or work that they'd like to be doing. All these things can help us avoid having to backfill that person that left who was frustrated because they didn't get the development and the support they needed in their current role. Another technique we teach is statistical process control or process behavior charts. How do we find the time to be plotting and recording and looking at the data proactively to see those trends, to see that shift in the process, to go and investigate things that may or may not be real issues yet? You know, you see a trend upwards in the data. It triggers an alert. We go off and investigate, is the process still stable? Has something changed? That takes time. And sometimes we won't find an issue. It was maybe a fluke or just a random data point or series of data points. But that's the type of work that is needed to prevent that big problem. I'll add a link to a, a video that shows Honda and how they used control charts to identify a broken fixture that would not have been found right away had they not been plotting the data and looking at it. But those take time away from doing the actual value added work. And so we want to be smart about how we use that time, but also know that it is important we can't just react to the problems when it's invisible to us. There are early indicators that if we're looking at the right stuff can tell us that things are coming down the line. And this mindset is very difficult, I found. When I worked at the aerospace company, it was hard to get this embedded. And as I worked with clients now, it's hard to get them to see the, the importance of doing this. I think they understand the importance. It's just when are they going to find the time to do it? So I think this is really important type of waste to identify is the things that we're not doing that we should be doing today. And that will actually help make things go better in the future and down downstream from our processes. I also wanted to remind you if you're interested in doing the book challenge where I walk you through a way to streamline and look at all the books you have in your house, uh, let me know. Reach out to me through the app. You can send me a message or you can go to biz-pi.com and send me a message that way as well. I was thinking about setting up a challenge to start the new year off. So if that might be something interesting to you, then let me know. And I talked about that in the last episode, episode 44. Thanks for listening. Hope you enjoyed that. LeanSixSigmaDefinition.com has a list of glossary items about popular process improvement terms, along with a history of Lean and Six Sigma methods, and key influencers like Dr. Edward Stemming, Henry Ford, Taichi Ono, Shigeo Shingo, and many more. You can also learn how to access affordable Lean and Six Sigma training and certification. Visit LeanSixSigmaDefinition.com.